Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. As always, it hasn't changed. Uh, don't know why I brought that up. And joining me as always is Jeremy Braditich. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and June Williams. Hello. <laughs> Catch me off guard that I was like, I oh, can't think of anything funny because I'm still reeling from you saying that your name hasn't changed. You know what, Jeremy? I caught myself off guard with that one too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good. I'm glad. How are we all on this Melbourne Cup Day public holiday? Hot. Fuck that cup. Fuck that cup. <laughs> Fuck that cup. Also, it's a really nice day today. Very nice day today. It, it does seem to be the does seem to be the way, and I mean, I guess that's why the so the, Mel, the Melbourne Cup for those who aren't familiar is like a racing day, like a horse racing day, and it's a national holiday in. <laughs> Some would nation. say not national. Some no, would, not national. Not national. <laughs> state no, holiday. State, 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 state holiday. Um, yeah. the Victoria state gets Melbourne. a day off. Victoria gets a day off to watch. Not, uh, not all uh, parts of Victoria, though. I think it's just uh, the city. Yeah. Right. Okay. The only, the only place in Victoria that matters. Um, gets the oh. gets the day off oh, so um, rude. to watch uh, animals bleed through their arteries and 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 parts of their body that they shouldn't be bleeding through. I mean, I, I think I bleed through my my arteries. I hope you bleed through your arteries. Help. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so there's a day off today, right? But I feel like it's normal. It's pretty normal for it to be like shit weather in the week leading up to the Melbourne Cup, and then out of nowhere. It's every every Cup Tuesday. It's always like twenty eight degrees and sunny all day. Not a cloud in sight. It's always perfect all of a sudden. Not not literally always, but like odds are, I feel like it is more likely for Cup Day to come out of crap weather and straight Blue into skies and sunshine. All I think along you're the, the only person that's noticed that. Yeah, maybe. It's a good chance. I'm, yeah. I'm used to that. <laughs> What do you mean that's not an interesting fact to bring up at the start of a podcast about video <laughs> games? I don't understand. How how are you both? Are you alright? Yeah, good. Good. I saw, saw a movie recently. I went to the cinemas for the first time in a long time and it was it was fun. Mm. Chunky is good. It's got some it's got some fun characters in it. Yeah. What yeah. ring number seven? Is that a good character? No. Number seven that's of ten? No, but there's there there are characters in it from from other other movies that is fun to see them there. Uh, it's it. Both of you would enjoy, I think, the characters that show up in a way that's like, oh, that's cute. I I know um, of one of them. You know you yeah you know of one of them. Um, yep. You don't know the other ones. The other ones are Ashley Johnson from the Avengers. Yeah, she shows up again. Yeah. 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 Ellie, Captain America. Ellie from love. New York City waitress mm. scene. Yeah, Captain America's cut love interest in that film. That's good. What do you say, cut? Yeah, like there were scenes of her and him flirting that that, that they cut. Oh, yeah. oh, got it. Um, let's start the podcast, shall we? <laughs> we haven't started yet. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like we haven't. I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit of a weird vibe. So let's well, just what, get what into it. What happens when you ask us how are we twice in, in a ten minute period? <laughs> Crap! Hey, it's the Minimapcast, everyone. Welcome. We're going to talk about video games and the weather, apparently. Uh, thanks for being here. If 
this is the podcast where we talk about games for minimap.com.au. We do it every week. Uh, you can go to that website uh, to find all other episodes of this podcast, our other podcasts, uh, some occasional articles that we've written. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can give it a positive rating on your podcast service of choice, uh, um, wherever you want to find us. If you just want to give us a little plus or a tick or a thumb up or a five star, that'd be great. Uh, you can also support us monetarily on patreon.com slash minimapau uh, if you wanted to do that. Uh, yeah, and also I wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv from their YouTube channel uh, as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, I really... I, 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 I can't get a beat on the vibe that I'm bringing into this one. So, Jeremy, I need you to start us off. Um, talk to us about Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos, Montreal. The game that you were very upset with when it was originally revealed four months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when they showed it off at E3, when they announced it at E3, um, I was very much like, ah, this looks bad. Um, and like the characterization seems really rubbish and like it just looks like the Avengers game combat wise. Um, and I was not looking forward to it at all. Um, anyway, so I bought it, um, based on <laughs> like, so I, I actually bought it based on the reviews cause I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to get it. Cause I was like, look, if I'm not going to enjoy it, there's not really a whole lot of point of me spending $70 on a game that I know I'm not going to enjoy. Um, so I was actually considering not getting it for a while until the reviews came out. And the reviews were all like incredibly positive. They were all nines, tens, eights, a um, couple of sevens. It like got really, really good um, reviews. And I was like, fine. I threw my hands up in the air, fine. Um, and, and I copped it. Uh, this game's really good. <laughs> this game is really, really good. Um, I don't know who was running Square Enix's Marvel property trailer division or their coverage division, but man, they are zero for two on showing off what their games really are in a way that is what the fuck is happening over there. They need someone to really consider what they're showing and how they're showing it. Um, because most people I feel were pretty down on the Guardians announcement um, after except seeing me. it, except you. Um because, like me, they were like, hey, this looks like that Avengers game that I really hated. So, like, you know, why would I get excited about this? And it turns out it's entirely different in in the best ways um, and, and similar in... in it, it's really weird. You can, see the, you can see the foundations of the Avengers game in this game, um, but it does, it does some very good... I, I'm, I'm, as you can probably tell, I'm still putting my thoughts together on this game, and I have since I started playing it. Um, but they, they take the good stuff of the Avengers and then really cut out a lot of the crap that's in that game. Um, predominantly the online feature. Um, but also I think it was a good decision to only make Star-Lord playable in this game. Um, which is the opposite of what I said when this game was being shown off. I was like this, like, I was like, why would you, like playing as Star-Lord is really boring. Why am I only the gun guy? Um, and I think after playing it, I think it makes more sense now because they, they can work on one character and make him the most fun to play. Unlike the Avengers, which all the characters fundamentally feel different and exactly the same all the time. 
Um, which is a real bummer when, when playing the Avengers because they're all so different. They're all incredibly different archetypes and characters. And when they play the same, it's like, uh, well, you know, what are we really doing here? Um, uh, it, to to the design to the credit of and and I do just want to say this for partially for the humor factor, but to the credit of the uh, the design the gameplay design of the Avengers game, those characters do play differently. It's just you have to unlock how they play differently over <laughs> the course of thirty hours of gameplay with one single character. Yeah, which is not something I have literally any interest to do ever. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's BS. And. Yeah, so look, th- uh, this Guardians game is really good. Um, the writing of it is like really, really fun. There's there's a lot of heart here, um, and it is they do differentiate themselves from the movie Guardians. You laughing at me trying to say the word differentiate? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that they do do a good job of um, showing off a different version of the of of this roster that that we know from the movies um it is just uh peter rocket gamora Groot, and drax um there's no there's no nebula as far as i'm aware at that where where i'm playing anyway um there's no mantis um there's no moon dragon any of that stuff um it's just it's just these vibe moon dragon it's a i'm sure she'll pop up at some point in the mcu um she's a guardian um it's from the comics uh, they they do a good job of making this feel really different, and also there's 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 a fair bit of history here. Um, it's not the beginning of uh, these guardians being together, but it's it's still early days for them, and they're still like they're still talking about the reasons why they join the guardians a lot, as opposed to them being, of course, I'm a guardian. Um, but there's like a there's like a ton of heart here, and the the stories are told really really well. Um, there's a lot of flashbacks to Peter when he was living with his mum in in America before like uh, like the those flashbacks are sprinkled throughout um, the game, so you're slowly getting uh, getting a, a feel for how he feels about his mother and his past. And um, I'm not up to the part of the flashback where you find out how he left earth how whether or not it was an abduction an abduction thing or whether or not it was his father or anything like that um i should i don't even know who his father is in this one um i don't know if it's ego or if it's jason or if it's someone else entirely um because they they changed his history dramatically um in the movies um and i don't know which direction they're going to go i don't have a particular feeling one way or the other if they go through the movie route or they go through the um the comic route in this um or something entirely different but the the flashback scenes with him and his mum are really that they're, they're really really sweet. His mum is like a seventies, sixties, well seventies rock um, tragic. Um, she's got like the biggest hair, um, and teenage Peter has got like a mullet as well. And there are like he's he's th- there's there's good licensed music in this as well, um, which which is fun. Um, he's got a bunch of like you know '80s toys, and it, it's very what you'd expect. Like it's very you know, it's very '80s in uh, rose-tinted glasses. Um, '80s. It's you know, he's got a Tron poster, and he's got a Rubik's cube, and he's got his Walkman and stuff. It's 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 the same stuff as the movies, but it doesn't feel like it's treading the same ground over and over again because it does feel different enough. Um, 
And then, like, the interactions with the Guardians are really, really great. There's, like, there's so much dialogue in this game. There is, like, an incredible amount of dialogue in this game. Um, there are so many conversations, and you can, you, like, there's a lot of decision-making that you have to do in this game. And I don't particularly know what, like, what the point of the decision-making is, is, apart from just to sort of make you decide what happens. Like, there's, like, there are, things change depending on the decisions you make, but there's no... As far as I'm aware, there's there's only one ending. Um, I don't think there's multiple endings, and it's not like you know, it's like if you piss off, you know, Gamora enough, she's gonna leave. Um, so like I I don't particularly know the point of it, but I don't, I I think it serves you deciding the narrative of the story well enough that that doesn't quite matter, because you're making decisions as Peter, um, and you inhabiting Peter as opposed to all of the Guardians um, works within that framework of if you are choosing your character who you want to be for every mission, making decisions wouldn't make a lot of sense because you might then be a character who was then asking someone else to make a decision and then making a decision for the character that you're being. It's so like, it's it's good that you are the leader of the Guardians and making the decisions for the group and staying as, playing as Peter. Um, but you can also... Uh, command the guidance to do certain things in battle um, as well as outside of battle as well like there's puzzles that you have to do like hey rocket climb through that hole hey Groot make a tree bridge etc etc um, and that stuff is is fun it's pretty light puzzles um, however my favorite part about this game is something which I did not expect which is um, you've got a bunch of meters and all your guardians are on like th they've all got different moves that you can tell them to do and they've got a cooldown um, but there's a, a, sep a separate meter that you're building up um, called huddle and what it is is in the middle of a battle like while you know shit is flying everywhere and there are enemies that are trying to kill you you can press like l1 and r1 at the same time or wrap up and left bumper at the same time and peter pulls out his walkman and holds up in the air and he goes like group huddle and then the background goes all like pastel colors and the Guardians rock up as if they're in, like, a separate scene and everybody's huddling around you. And they're all, like, you know, like, hey, Peter, what's up? You know, like, why'd you, why'd you call the huddle real quick? And, you know, and Drax is like, I'm defeating the enemies really strongly with my big muscles and stuff. And then, you, you've like, there are these words that are, like, appearing and disappearing behind the Guardians called, like, you know, teamwork and, like, you know, togetherness and <laughs> cooperation and stuff and then you have a, a couple dialogue options of what you want to choose between like uh like hey i see you out there you're doing really well but you know you got to make sure that we're working together as a team and you have to base what decision you make based on the words that they have just previously said um and if you fuck it up like nothing happens it's so not a big deal but if you get it right um then they all get real pumped and real jazzed and their cooldowns are, are dramatically decreased um, that you can just keep using moves over and over again. Licensed music starts playing and it is just like the... F it's really funny. It's like, it's really genuinely enjoyable because it is so... It is so unbelievable. It is so incredibly, like, weird and out of place, but in a way that was... Um, it, it is it is such a stylish move and it is such a it's such a rare play for like the left like 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 out of left field sort of thing to pull into a game like this which this game is uh it's written very well of course but like it same with like the avengers game and same with 
the Spider-Man game to an extent. Like, there's a little bit of like, you, you can feel the grip a little bit of 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 Papa Disney, you know, saying like, okay, like you can play within these confines. Um, but this feels like this doesn't feel like a thing that they either knew about. Like, not that they would have been like not okay with it, but it's just such a strange mechanic mm. to have all the guardians. By the way, you're Peter's in first person at this mode, and so the guardians are literally crouching, like looking directly at the camera, um, as they're doing it, which makes it even more bizarre. Um, and they just really nail that aspect of it that makes it really fun and really personal. Um, because it's like you feel like it's you that's you know really getting the team revved up and 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 in a stronger fighting position in this battle that you're in, and you know the license music starts playing as well, which is great because it's there's some genuinely good songs in there as well, like Blue Oyster Cult and 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 some other stuff. There's some really good songs in this, and it it just feels fucking dope. Um, I did not expect to be so high on this game as I am, um, yeah, but it's really fun. It is really fun. It's also got an incredibly strong opening like sequence. Like the opening chapter is like super fucking tight, um, which is what you need from you know something like this. Because if that doesn't work, but the rest of it does, it it you kind of think it like, well, what were they thinking at the beginning of this game? But like they come out really, really strong, um, and there's a lot of really funny jokes. Like I'm I'm laughing like I'm watching a Guardians movie. Um, while playing this, which is so good. I'm, I don't know, they, they nailed it. They totally fucking nailed it. Well, you've um, sold me now, so thank you. It's really great. It is honestly so fun. Um, uh, the, 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 there's, there's a bunch of costumes as well, um, which is good because I, I, I'm not, I'm not huge on the, on the trench coat, um, like the, the, the blue trench coat with his mask, which has got the hair poking at the top, um, look for Peter. So I changed it to his, like, uh, original Guardians outfit design, which, like, he kind of looks like a space Nazi, but, like, it's different enough um, that, like, <laughs> I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad. I, I can see why they're never going to put it in the movies because it's a bit, it's a little bit, it's a little bit Death Trooper, <laughs> but, like, it's a it's a cool costume. Um, and there's a lot of other outfits for some of the other Guardians, which I, I don't have interest. There's, like, a, there's a Hell Groot, like, a, like an Apocalypse on Fire Groot, and I'm like, that doesn't, He's very he's very nice. He, he wouldn't be on fire. It's like um, when you when you had like the the rainbow unicorn as an option for your mountain Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, just like that. Um, <laughs> it's just something that's out of place. It, uh, you know, it doesn't it's it, uh, you know why would Groot be on fire? He's a tree. It doesn't make like yeah yeah. I, um, so something that I have really really liked in this is like. Um, Rocket is like just a motherfucker in this game. <laughs> he is he is awful. He is so mean and he is so terrible. But he loves Groot so much and it's so it's so sweet. Like there's a so the, the, there are two there are two choices that I made which I think I'll talk about and then I'll and then we'll move on um which I think are good indicators of how the story plays out. Um one of them is at, at the at the very very early at the beginning of the game, um, you're about to get kidnapped. Uh, kidnapped. You're about to get arrested, rather, um, by the Nova Corps, and uh, you can decide. Like, and, and you also you're hunting a monster um, on a planet, and you caught this teleporting llama, um, <laughs> like this fucked up teleporting space llama that makes really weird noises and is put in a cage made by like Groot's minds. Um, then really early on in the game, you can decide when you're being arrested, like, hey, like, we've got 
this fucked up llama, which we don't have room for because they'll take it from us. And we've also got a bunch of rockets stolen gear. Now, if we keep rocket stolen gear, it'll be worth a bit of money and we can upgrade our gear, but we'd have to jettison the llama <laughs> into space. <laughs> um, so what do you want to do? Do you want to keep the gear or do you want to keep the llama? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I want to keep the fucking llama, right? And so I jettison the rocket's gear and he's pissed about it. And then from then on, the llama's just on the ship. <laughs> um, and he can go up and pet it. And it's like in like the the um the the docking area when you get off the ship just there and you can say hi to it and talk about how we'll get you a better enclosure soon i don't know if like that will ever pop up again <laughs> that there's a lot but it's there and it will stay there i guess which is which is a very very funny um the other choice um that i was offered to make was uh we were gonna break into uh oh what is it lady uh, Lady Hell, something. Um, so the, the 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 area from the tra- from the from the E three demo, right? Where it's yeah. like stormy mushroom planet or something, and it's all very yeah, yeah. And blue and green. Lady Hellbender, um, who is like a just buff demon lady, ripped cool armor. Um, Bends hell. Yeah, uh, and she has a collection of of monsters and and unique creatures. Um, by the way, some great characterization between her and Drax flirting. But, like, Drax doesn't obviously understand. Um, and, you know, she's like, you know, maybe I would like to have a wrestle with you, Destroyer. And fucking Drax sort of just standing there completely stoic, just leaning over like, I believe she is flirting with me. <laughs> What should I do? <laughs> and then you can you can decide if you want him to keep flirting. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you, so you uh have to pretend to be one of like you can decide if, either if Rocket or Groot will be one of the monsters that you will pretend to give to Lady Hellbender and then break out, steal stuff from her vault from the inside, and then and then bail. Um, and you can decide if you want it to be Rocket or Groot inside of this um container. Um, and Groot's like, I'll do it, and uh, Gamora is like, I'll do it. Um, Drax is like, I think it should be Rocket. And Rocket's also, I think it should be Rocket because I don't want them to hurt Groot. Um, and he's like really sweet about it. He's like, no, Groot, shut up. You're not a monster. I'm a monster. I will do it. And it's, it's like, it's like, like, oh, he's soft. <laughs> except, <laughs> except I still want to kick him in the face. Like he's, he's such a dick in this game. He's soft but and spiky. It, he is. It's, it's really, really good. Um, I chose to put Rocket in the, um, in the cage, um, which was like it went awry immediately. Um, so like, I'm I'm not not doing this to be mean, but I do need to clarify that you meant awry. Fuck! I did it again because you God. said that, and my brain was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I did and it the again. will of the wisps. Uh... <laughs> so like. We haven't spoken about this on the pod. Arai is a word that I was never told existed until like maybe four months ago. And my entire life I've been saying Ori because it's (laughs) A-W-R-Y. And no one either knew what I was saying or corrected me (laughs) or I'd see it written down a bunch and not not ever heard it out loud. You said it's so matter of fact. I just, I, I, I sat there for a good 10 seconds. I was like, what? Okay, my housemate yeah. said Lager instead of Lager. 
like the beer. There you go. Right, okay. <laughs> like laser. <laughs> Uh, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm really glad. Well, I'm glad you're getting to enjoy it, mm-hmm. uh, especially considering you didn't think you were going to. Like that's fun. yeah, totally. Yeah, like <laughs> a real, a real lovely surprise. Yeah. And also, it's been such a long time since the Guardians movies come out that I have missed it, and I think this is coming out at the perfect time for fans of this, this team and this style of you know, uh, group of misfits. Um, because it has like I'm not immediately comparing it to the Guardians movies because it's been such a long time. Well, yeah. Um, well, it's four and a half years since. Guardians 2, three and a half since Infinity War and two and a half since Endgame. Like, yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. And like, they're barely in Endgame anyway. Um, you know, we'll see them next year in, in Thor, but like, it's, you know, it's not a Guardians movie. But that's next for James Gunn, which I'm very excited for. I, mm. I've missed I've missed those movies. Mm. I, uh, it's interesting. I, I, the, the, I haven't seen much uh, coverage of it uh, so far, but the little bit I have seen is um, kind of funny's content, surprise. And um, it's interesting because the person coming out of E3 who liked it the most was Greg. And he's really cool on it. Like, he right. did not really like it. He said it was basically a jack of all trades. He said they, they jam a lot in there and he didn't find that much of it stuck. So he was like, there's so much stuff in here and none of it is particularly effective. And, blah, 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 and I won't be going back to it. And meanwhile, you've got Tim who's like, you know, I think the story is up there with Spider-Man and it's my game of the year contender. It's like, wow. So this 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 game is really all over the place in terms yeah, of reception. Tim loves literally everything anyway. Yeah. yeah. No. No. <laughs> I can't think he of doesn't. a single game that that man has not liked. Uh, He... Wait, what'd you say? I can't think of a single game that man has not liked. He doesn't like open world games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Think Weird. of that what you will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, cool. I mean, I, yeah, I'll definitely be getting on it at some point. You know, I you know I wanted to anyway, but I'm glad to hear that it's as good as I hoped it would be, if mm-hmm. not better. Honestly, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here, and so like there's I've got I've got something in the middle here, Jeremy. Where we can we can interweave your second thing in with mine, and we'll have a little discussion there. Um, sure. But I think. It was last week we were talking about um, how Returnal had just added a suspend feature. I think we spoke about that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing more Returnal this week. And on Sunday night, on Halloween night, when uh, I didn't do anything this weekend because, you know, I don't know how to pretend that COVID doesn't exist. <laughs> um, sorry. I'm just sorry. I, I, I just got a notification on my phone that Kerry had posted something in the Discord from six minutes ago. <laughs> And it's a it's a picture of me smiling with the fucking mouse Kerry's cursor put on my forehead, yeah. and it just, it just looks very funny. Yeah, it does. It's funny. That's why I brought it up the first time before we started the podcast. Should make that the image of the of the of the episode. <laughs> That's not bad. I don't mind that. Oh, it's got the little zoom icon in the top. Um. So anyway, I've been, I've been playing Returnal, right? Um. And um, I finished it. Uh, and I have a few things about this game, and I don't want to go too far into it because I think there are going to be a bunch of people who are getting into it now because of the suspend feature and might finally be able to finish it. Like you, Jeremy, you've been saying you might go back to it. Oh, that's um, way too. You're done with it, though. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm much closer than I was this time last week. Um, we, um, we had this conversation last time and completely forgot that 
Kerry's been playing my copy of Returnal and I don't have it. Yeah. Which goes to show you how much I've thought about that game because I didn't I didn't think that I don't actually have it in my house at the moment. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's it's a couple of things. One, this game's fucking hard. And it's it's so hard in a way that I was getting a bit sick of. Like when I was playing it to capture footage before we started the podcast, but like before I don't I, I'd only put in like an hour flat, right? I'd only put in an hour into the game. And it was like, okay, that's cool. Um, like, that's fine. I'm enjoying how slick the gameplay is. And I'm enjoying oh, picking up stuff and the, do I get this malignant chest and I might get a malfunction, but I might get a cool weapon. Like, all of, all of that immediate, immediacy of the loop is cool. But it's so hard and so punishing and runs take so long when you want to get a really strong one going. It's just, it, it becomes very easy to become discouraged. Um, and I remembered why I stopped playing. Because I would play... And I would die when I thought I had something going. It would take one bad room and sometimes that's it and it's all over. Um, so it really is a factor, especially when you get to the later biomes. Because you, because it's kind of like a modifier on everything that came before. Like, So you don't get to go back to how easy it was in the first one to like warm up. It kind of starts you from how, it kind of starts you from like mid-game difficulty at some point. And... That gets really discouraging after a while. That said, I did finally get a run going, and I used the suspend feature, which worked great, so I could turn it... You know, I got the run going on my desk, and I turned off the console, and I moved it to the projector and played it there later in the evening. Perfect. And so I got to the end of the last biome, and I I beat the last boss, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, oh, it's interesting how they've been asking making me ask all these questions about the civilization that was on this planet before Celine landed there and how they're all dead and that's kind of weird and the one except the ones who aren't dead and they're like ravenous murderous monsters and and there are these uh you know scriptures that you start to translate and read a bit more of and all of these questions they start to ask and the mysteries inside the house when she relives her memories and why is her childhood house on this alien planet like all of that kind of stuff and I got to the end and I'm not gonna say what happens, but I wasn't very satisfied with it. <laughs> and immediately I messaged the person who has played this game the most, uh, who's uh, my manager from work. And I'm like, I finally beat this. Shame, and I said, I finally beat this. Shame I have no idea what the, the ending meant though. And he was like, yeah. And he kind of like explained a couple of bits to me because he'd seen some of the, it, basically you do the ending and then it's like, go forth and find a few more unlockables and you'll find a, a a more ending uh, ending. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, are you kidding? <laughs> and so that, that like, it's not like they don't give you anything with the ending. And like, I did get some part of it. Um, you do get some meaning and it's a kind of, it's the, it's the ending to a time loop game, right? I was, I immediately thought, and not, not in anywhere near severely bad a way as this, but I was reminded of 12 minutes. There's no incest. Oh no! There's no, no incest. No. That's not. That's not what they're worried about. But I was immediately thinking of how do you make a game about a time loop, right? How do you, and then how do you make a story revolving around a time loop, and how do you then end that story? Um, so, you know, I was reminded of that in some ways of seeing how these two different games try to address that single problem. And so then, when you go back through the loop, when you go like when this game starts again after that, and you go back through, and it's like. You know, certain things are recontextualized and those mysteries, some of them sort of make, sort of start to make sense. But there are so many that just aren't addressed even at all. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, the something that this this friend of mine said when I was talking about this, uh, the journey was better than the destination, and I think I have to agree with that one for Eternal. Um, the the gameplay is so tight, but it, the the deaths are so punishing, and the yeah the 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 final end goal isn't. It wasn't worth the six months of of building up to it that I had. Um, it would have been great if I was able to smash it out a bit faster and just get to the end and be like, oh, that was a weird ending. Oh, well, I, I've had a good time. But it wasn't that for me because it was like, oh, this is hard. I really want to beat it. And it sort of, it became this goal. It became this task. And I feel like it didn't really rise to meet that feeling. Um, right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's good to see the, the different parts of the, the, all of the different biomes are so different um, and it plays so differently towards the end of the, of the run. Um, it's worth getting towards those last sections, I think. And, it, you know, if you can get to the boss without it, you know, sapping away eight, 18 hours of your life to just do it once, then I think it's worth it. But, oh, if you if you got to fight for it, if you got to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight for it, it's a bit bit of a letdown. <laughs> um, I am going to go back a little bit more, see how much of that extra ending I can unlock myself. But if it gets to, to be a bit more like pulling teeth then i might just look up the ending the proper proper ending and then uh, call it a day um so are you saying you would recommend it to people or you wouldn't recommend it to people i would say that like if someone came to me and was like oh i love the design of this world and how like and i really want to know what's going on with the time like if someone's coming to me and they were invested in the premise and they were like, oh, I really want to see what the ending is and how this all works. I'd be like, <laughs> maybe that might not get you through. Um, if someone's there like, I love roguelikes, I love uh, this sort of punishing bullet hell kind of gameplay. This looks right up my alley. It looks really gorgeous. And they're like, great. It's a, it's, it's a great time. And especially since it's a bit more discounted now that it's been out for a few months. You know, I, It's no I, longer 125 fucking dollars. That's the thing. <laughs> 125 bucks for this game. A rip. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not worth that, I think, to me. It's it's a roguelike that doesn't that I don't want to play for as long as I've played other roguelikes. And it's its storytelling doesn't hit as high as other AAA storytelling has for me. Um it's still a a really high quality game, but I I think that asking price is a bit high. But like I already said, it I have seen it be well well under a hundred now coming into october november well under 100 well under 100 well that's like 40 percent off or something right like that's decent and if you can get it for something like that i would recommend it or if you can borrow it from a friend for six months that's even better <laughs> um does yeah. um do I, i'm asking again you can still say no i just still disagree <laughs> but, now, but now, now that you finished it like do you think that there's a better version of this game that isn't a roguelike one that just allows you to go from beginning to end, yeah, and not, and not lose progress. Yes, but you yes. know what's making but, me say so, that? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, as in, <laughs> I, I need more clarification of what yes means. Yes, as now that I've played a Metroid game, and this game kind of feeds off of some of those characteristics of like unlocking new things in each area. This would be a killer Metroid game. Right. Okay. This would be a better not roguelike. Yeah, I, right. it would be a, a good decent length exploration game uh, sure. like a metroidvania if it was a single run of this roguelike formula where where it was except you had checkpoints at the start of each room or something like that yeah maybe but like right. the, the 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 premise of the story doesn't carry it 
without the roguelike gameplay. The gameplay informs the story. You know what I mean? The game's called right. Returnal. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so still like, bad. It's, <laughs> it's, still, it's still a bad name. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's but so like, much worse when they say it. Yes. But it's woven... That is woven in, like, every part of it is is tightly woven in and around other parts of it. Like, the narrative, around the gameplay, around the theming, like, it is all... Yeah, yeah. That game won't exist because it's a roguelike. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've also been playing Animal Crossing. Uh, and I'm bringing it up because, like, you know, there hasn't been any update stuff yet, so there's not much to talk about in that front. But what I have been doing is time traveling for the first time in an Animal Crossing game. Have oh, either... okay. I've forgotten. I think we spoke about this when it came out. Have either of you done time traveling for Animal Crossing before? Yeah, yeah I did. Yes. In um, New Leaf, I think. Yeah. Yeah, same. And, like, was it just, like, little bits? Like, oh, I bought something that's going to be arriving tomorrow. I'm just going to jump ahead to, to tomorrow. Um, or was it, like, fairly, like... Uh, at the beginning, you dip your toes in a day, you know, <laughs> a day here, a day there. And then I was like, ooh, event in a month. Let's go real fast. And then, like, wonder what the Halloween event is like. Oh, it's Christmas time. You know, like, it, you, you fall down that hole. I did it more for... Um quick opening of shops and stuff like that and getting stuff from yeah, shops. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you were up late or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because if you opened a shop and then went... So, say say you build the shop on Monday and the shop opens on Friday, um, you can then go to the Friday, have the shop open, then go back to Tuesday and continue on um, mm-hmm. and the shop will not go back to being unbuilt. Mm-hmm. Oh, at, at least in At least in New Leaf. I don't know what... Yeah, I don't know how much they changed in um, New Horizons. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. There are some things, like I know, like with Red's trawler, I know that you can, if he's there, say say if he's there, to, he say he's there today on a Tuesday, which he, which he was for me. He's there on a Tuesday. I spent so long looking for Red for footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, say he's there on a Tuesday. Apparently you can go forward a day and he won't be there and then go back to the Tuesday and he'll be back with the new stock again. Right. And then you can go forward, back, forward, back. But if you go too far forward or too far back, then it screws that whole routine up and then you need to find him again. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not sure what it would mean for yeah construction and stuff like that. I, I, I imagine once something's built, it's built. And then when you go back, it's just like, oh, new date. I guess you've gotten a... I don't know. Like it, it it's pretty... It, it just lets you do it, you know? Like there's no, there's no problem, really. Like it doesn't... I think- uh, I think the only reason I didn't do it in New Horizons was because I was turn up trading a lot, and as That's, soon as you time yeah. travel, your turn ups spoil. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's been really weird. <laughs> I so I had to record footage and see like events and stuff like that. And so what I ended up doing, you know, started playing yesterday on the first, and I was like, well, I just missed the Halloween event, and so I wound the 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 week back. I went, I wound back a whole week. Um, and then I went through like each day and I went through like different times to get different types of footage and make sure I spoke to everyone and then was buying different candies and stuff like that and looking for red the whole time. Um, I could see how you, it would be really easy to just... I think if I was ever going to do it while playing it for myself, I think what I would do is I would do the daily rewards. You know, I'd wake up to... The, do the rocks, shake the trees, catch the bugs, do the daily rewards, talk to everyone, see the shops. 
And then if I, you know, when you get to the end of that sort of daily loop, I think that's when I would start to think about doing it again is being like, I feel like I want to keep playing if I wanted to put in like six hours, but mm. I just wanted to keep earning bells and progressing that way. I think I'd just go, okay, great. Next day, let's do this again. Rocks, trees, fish, villages, shops. Again. <laughs> it's a bit of a um, grind. Well, yeah, but the, like it, by doing that, it removes that artificial limit mm-hmm. that they put on you. Well, I guess it, I mean, it's all artificial, but like, like they, it, there, there is a limit to how much you can grind in that game. I, I think I would have grinded more when we were playing it last March, April, May, um, if they'd let me. But they kind of say, nope, hang on, stop. You know what I think solves that issue that they didn't put in New Horizons is like the island stuff because you do have more opportunities to earn bells if you go to the island and farm for bugs. But there is no opportunity. There is no more opportunity to really do that on your main island in New Horizons apart from like the general what is in the area so there are the islands that you can fly to um in new horizons Mm. and you know they those will have new rocks and new villages to meet and stuff like that so i did do those it's not as lucrative as the bugs yeah because you know if you did it right in new leaf you could you know two hundred thousand plus from one trip yeah that sounds good (laughs) like um, and that's all like, you know, you've done, you do everything you have to do and then you wait for, um, or you time travel to the afternoon and then when the sun's setting, you go to the island and farm for an hour and then you've got enough to upgrade your house. Like, yeah, it's like super easy. Um, yeah. And I think they, that's they why, I think that's why for me, New Leaf had more running feet. What's the word? <laughs> uh, staying power. Yeah, uh, you know, like longevity. Yeah. <laughs> Running um, feet. Sequel to happy feet. Yeah. Anyway. And like, I feel like uh, New Horizons mitigated some of that as well, additionally, by having your tools break. Yes. Um, God. Which, mm. like, every time I remember that, I'm like, oh, I forgot that you have to keep making new tools. Yeah. That's not good. And even the golden tools break. <laughs> the golden tools break. <laughs> yeah. Just allow me to do something so I never have to think about the deterioration in that game. I don't understand I mean, what like, the that design decision was. It. I don't think it added anything. No, it didn't. Like, ugh, this game just makes me mad. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I brought it up, everyone. We can we can we can move on. <laughs> it, it it's just so close to being incredible. Yeah, it's just but frustrating it, that way. Mm, yeah. yeah, a lot of friction points. Mm. Having like restarted and started this game over about 15 times in the last 24 hours, boy, the load times are long. Tell you what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I remember that. That's a uh, that's a big deterrent if you're thinking about uh, time traveling mm. lots. Um, some of the new stuff's cool though. Like the Halloween event was fun. I got to do that today, but also the um, diving's fun too. Like I really like that. It's it's a nice it's nice to have another way to collect things and like you know sometimes I would just fish to then just sell them all you know and it's nice to have another way to do that another thing to you know you press A a bit more and you dive and you find something instead of just fishing and bugs and fossils and you got fishing clams, bugs and fossils and you got starfish mm. and you got uh, uh, I don't remember any other ones so I'm gonna give up on that bit. <laughs> um, 
so hmm we've got a few small things here but uh as per usual we're going longer than i expected we would so why don't we throw it to the question corner now then we'll come back address the few small things we've got left on the what we've been playing and then uh we'll hear from jeremy jeremy's got a uh he's got a, a subject to to uh educate us with uh after the break so we'll we'll uh, we'll get to that one but june what are we doing this week so if anyone missed it last week, we did, uh, we guessed what we thought the top three games, Switch games were on Metacritic. Mm. Um, so today we're going to choose Fuck, Mary Kill from that top three, but I think we swapped one out. Yeah, So we didn't want to do Fatum Morgana. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Fuck, Mary Kill... Um, Super Mario Odyssey, Hades, and Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so we've got we've got room to to stump for one option over the other to explain our thought processes. Yeah, this, this will be good. Uh, have a think about it, everyone. We will too, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We're here to discuss the most marryable, fuckable, m- f- fuckable, and killable s- top three Switch games. <laughs> I mean, I had to go with it once you said it, didn't I? <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry, everybody, for how off my intros are today. I did not get much sleep. I hope it's just that and not maybe a, a drain of talent. Um, June, what's the question for the week? <laughs> Well, you kind of just of talent. Of talent. You kind of just um, told everyone what it was anyway, did you? I'll tell you the games again. How's that? Um, sure. So yeah, fuck Mario Kill Hades or Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild. How quickly did everyone have their answer? Oh, last week. Yeah, I Me thought about that. it a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought about it a little bit too. And if I had to guess, I'd say you and Jeremy probably both have the same the same list here. I, let's yeah. let's just start with the fuck. Hades. Hades. Yeah, I think it's a pretty obvious one. Yeah. It is. Well, the, the, the thing that makes it most obvious is that one of them, one of the games is made for children. <laughs> the other one's What's like... The <laughs> it's a game for babies. <laughs> the one, one of them is like not not a game for children. I don't like. I don't, why, why would you describe Zelda Breath of the Wild? I don't know. Because like it's really I feel like okay. Let's let's discuss what fuck means in terms of <laughs> in terms of this, right? Because I feel like fuck just means like you know this is a really good game. It doesn't have to be like sexy. It's like but Hades happens know. to be both. <laughs> yeah, this does happen to be both though. But I mean, so, so we're talking about a good time, not a long time. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess. Um, but I mean, yeah. Once so again, I think could like, be both. If you if you wanted to do Odyssey, if you really, really, really fucking love Odyssey, I feel like you could you could fuck Odyssey. You know, just doesn't have to just because it's a child's child's game doesn't mean it's <laughs> okay. Okay. Unfuckable. I, I don't think. I don't think. No. I I I, I, I think. I think Odyssey is unfuckable. I think okay. I think it is. So so he here's what part of my barometer is based on. 
Odyssey, barometer. Well, like Mario Odyssey as a game has never once ever been horny ever. Legend of Zelda could be a little bit horny. And Hades yeah. is nothing but horny. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, like Hades has had sex. Uh, Breath of the Wild has thought about sex. And Mario Odyssey has never once considered sex as a, as a thing to do. So we're personifying the, the games now. Huh? So it's, it's, about, it's about the game's personalities <laughs> if they yeah. were people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> yes, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hades fucks. It really does, though. Yeah. Like in a like in a Doom fucks kind of a way, you know? Like, kinda, yeah. The music is fantastic. The art design is gorgeous. It is definitely a horny game, as you said. Like, and the gameplay is so tight. It's it's just it it is just the answer for that 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 facet of this question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Mary, marrying? I haven't played can I, Mario Odyssey, can, but I'm going to marry her. Marry her. Marry her. Marry her. That's very good. Uh, <laughs> uh, super marry me Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that game's also about marriage. That game's also about ba- Bowser trying to marry Peach. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, I feel like that's yeah. <laughs> the game's about marriage. The game's about marriage. <laughs> the marriage story of the game. <laughs> I really like the 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 the, the eighth world where Mario and Cappy have a falling out, and yeah. they go to couples counseling. Not marrying Cappy. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Jim. Talk us through how you want to marry her. <laughs> oh, shit. I was just going to say. It's been too long since we've recorded a pecking order. I tell you what. <laughs> um, I'm only putting it in marry because I have a, a weird vendetta about Breath of the Wild that means I have to kill it. So that's the only reason. <laughs> so it's it's. You're, you're Marioing Mario by default. Yeah. Wow. So, this is it's 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 a marriage of convenience. Yep. But I think we could be happy together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Mario Odyssey is a very happy game. Mm. It's very mm. friendly. Very very yeah. Just a a delightful game that I feel like a is the good foundation for a long and happy marriage. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think if I were to marry Mario Odyssey, I think I think it would get to like ten to fifteen years, and then it would fall apart. Right. How so? I think that game's there's plenty to enjoy in that game. Like like you said, Jeremy, it, you know, it's it's very it's, it's very joyous. It's it's quite a happy game. Um, but there are so many parts of its design that I dislike in comparison to its legacy and and so many it's so weird it's such a weird mario game mm, yeah there's like real people in that one yeah Boys like because, you on your toes. never be boring like like mario galaxy like that's the theme right is like space mario but like this is just like 
oh, you're going to go around the world with a talking hat in a ship that looks like a hat that's got the globe on top of it. And I'm like, what? And so, and you, and then you arrive in the, in the, the talking water spout land. And then you arrive in the London Don- Kingdom. Like Donkey Kong City, but there's no Donkey Kong, only fake humans. And, oh, and they're real humans. And then, yeah, the Luncheon Kingdom, there's talking carrots and. and Talking carrots? Oh, no, they're, they're cutlery, aren't they? They're talking forks and knives. Uh, With like colourful handles. They like stand on their bits. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. And like, and then you go to the moon. And then yeah. you go to the other side of the moon. And yeah. And 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 you're inhabiting frogs, and then when you leave their bodies, they disappear forever. Like this game's weird. I yeah. I, I think I would. I'd be like, you know, it'd be like smiling the whole time and be like making jokes, and then do something fucking really weird in the kitchen, and I'd be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> All yeah. of a sudden, we. <laughs> Having breakfast, and then they just pull out a remote control car set, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? That sounds I don't know. like the ideal marriage to me. Yeah, that sounds like that's what marriage is. Yeah, but it'd be the kind of thing where it'd be like, I'd be like, every time I would ask, I would I would be compelled to ask, why why has this happened? Why have you done this? And And Mario Odyssey would stare back at me with a blank smile and just go... Yahoo! You know, and I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, what well, are you, you so are you putting are you putting Breath of the Wild in as marriage? I am marrying so? Breath of the Wild. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a bit obvious, isn't it? It is a little bit obvious for me, but I'm but more than that, I'm happy to kill Mario Odyssey. <laughs> okay. Wow. I think you hate fun. I don't hate fun. I just don't want to spend the rest of my life with. Mario Odyssey's type of fun. I think it is short-lasting and uh, flawed. Right. Mm. And everyone knows you can only marry something else if it is perfect perfect. and flawless. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's let's talk about why you two would kill Breath of the Wild. It's a bad game. Yeah, I don't like it. Exploring. Too big. Too big. Uh, no <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> that's not... I mean, that's that's just a Zelda game. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's good. Everyone kept telling me to play it, it, it so much. But now I don't want to, ever. <laughs> Weapons break in that game. And it's bad. Uh, and the Zelda franchise is worse because of this game. Because now it's all it's going to do is take the wrong lessons from this game going forward. Holy Sorry. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We have we haven't seen we haven't seen uh, the the repercussions of Zelda being the most popular game on Switch yet for this franchise. We're never gonna get another link to the past. You did get that. You got a link between worlds. Yeah, no, and it was great, but we're never gonna get another one. That's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Those games are over. Like like Link to the oh. Past is foundational and incredible and still the best. They a picked bit dull. there. They shouldn't bit, have they should have bit, stopped. It's a bit dull. They they should have they should have made that and then skipped all the ones in between and then make Link Between Worlds and then skip all the ones following. Zelda should have stayed 2D. Two-dimensional marriage in 3D clothes. <laughs> what the world is. No, that's Paper Mario. I don't want to marry Paper Mario. <laughs> Every time he turns around, he goes, whoop, whoop. 
right, well, out of, all the members of, out of all the members of the Mushroom Kingdom, which one would be anti-vax? <laughs> Toad. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Toad might actually. Not not Captain Toad. Toad. Yeah, no, like all of the Toads. No, no, but not- like the the ones in in sixty four in Peter's castle. Right. Okay. Well, that was that. Thank you for that conversation. <laughs> That was a wild ride. Um, <laughs> just turned to Kerry and I shitting on on each other's games. Well, I, yeah, I didn't really get to make my case for why I married Breath of the Wild, but We've I don't. I don't really feel like I need to. No, you can if you want to. Sorry, you're welcome to talk about the things that you like, Kerry. No, I, I, I think, I think after this, I think you know it's got two bullets in the head already. I think we'll just <laughs> let it die. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Do we want to do for next time top three PS4? PS3? Yeah. PS4? Ooh. Let's go oh, PS4. What, what do we... Okay, we can do PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do both. No, PS4. not at once. PS4. Okay. All right. Done. We got to, you know, you don't, you don't eat all of the golden ooses' eggs. Excuse yeah, me? you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that was right. <laughs> No, that was correct. You leave an egg there for later. <laughs> I'm saying we've got a good formula with this. You know, we're not going to just like, oh, let's do yeah. every PlayStation game next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't need all of the golden gooses. All right. Obviously. All right. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange episode. Of- <laughs> um, so back to what we've been playing. Um <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this is a short one yeah no i just got a few yeah. small things here uh on th- thursday night in melbourne we had big storms um june were you in melbourne yet no nah, i was here still- but we had big storms here too so well. okay all right that was gonna be my next question <laughs> not, uh, did you have there. any power <laughs> issues uh no i don't think um where i live had any power outages okay. um i think that was just a melbourne oh, exclusive problem yeah i so so that was over thursday night and then on friday uh sam and i woke up to no power in our house a lot of melbourne woke up to no power in their house um friend of ours uh didn't get their power stored until saturday afternoon which sucked oh. so they had to they throw away everything in their fridge and their freezer so that would be you know that really shitty um our power is only out till about midday here on friday um but what that meant was you know i was meant to do work during the day that day and i was going to but you know it's like i start my day but if i've got to start the day when i'm walking at home and and i have work to do when i start my day then i don't really have time to put anything in before that or i don't feel like i have time but this was like well i can't do anything else i'm gonna do something so i when i was eating my breakfast i ate banana and i ate because we couldn't use the microwave or the toaster um and uh and i read 15 pages of a book it was aragon related for those who are interested and then uh i did some ring fit adventure on a tiny on the tiny tablet in handheld mode on my desk (laughs) (laughs) and uh it's it's only the second time i've ever done that and i definitely only will ever do it when like the power's out but it's quite good playing it on a tiny screen like that i don't know like i i found it quite enjoyable just to have some excuse time-wise to get into it again I, I don't know. You you two both still own Ring Fit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
has there been a time where you've wanted to because ring fits you know and or any fitness anything like i've been i've been struggling with how much more i've been working at home like regularly to be able to fit it into my week you know i'd love to be able to fit it in my like wake up in the morning do ring fit have a shower and breakfast and then start work at nine o'clock or the right time or whatever but i really struggle with that have you two ever found that that works well for you or have wanted to do that with ring fit specifically I was hoping that Ring Fit, during the pandemic specifically, Ring Fit would be good for motivation exercise-wise, but I, I never I never found it motivating enough to go back and do it every day or every second day or whatever. I mean, I think I did it for like a week or two, but never enough to be like, yeah, Ring Fit time. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if I would go back to it now because I have um, other methods of exercising that are better than Ring Fit. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not hard to find those, I think. No. <laughs> it's, it's good that you have. <laughs> Especially now that uh, we can leave the house for more than an hour at a time. So, um, yeah. Jeremy? Yeah, like, same. Like, I'm, like I'm, I'm not doing any more exercise than I was when I was doing Ring Fit, but, like, not being able to leave the house was like, yeah, no, Ring Fit is, like, a good, like, option. Yeah. Um, but, like, now I'm, you know, semi-active in my job at the moment anyway that, like, I'm doing... And regular. Yeah, like, know. and regular. And, you know, like, when, uh, you know, when I move house, I'll, like, I'm, I'm looking to find a, a gym just to properly, like, develop that into a routine more than, like, I think a ring fit would offer me. But but also, maybe if I was fitter, ring fit would be more enjoyable as a game, hmm. maybe, because um, I'd be able to get through. Because I, for the most part, I, I quite enjoyed ring fit as a, as a video game. Um I, I liked the mechanics around it and the, the exercises I thought were clever and all that stuff and the story and characters, et cetera. Um, but I like, yeah, I, I, I do wonder if I, if I was able to play more of that game <laughs> in yeah. one sitting, um, if, if I would maybe find it more enjoyable. I don't know. Um, and that's, that's also not like a slide against Ring Fit. Like I think it does a pretty good job of marrying exercise and, and video games in a way that... Mm. Like, I can't think of a better version. I guess, like, Wii Fit was close, but, like... It didn't have that RPG layer on top of it, though, did it? Like, yeah. it was more of a gauntlet, just... Yeah, but, like, Wii Fit was also, like... It also did, like, yoga stuff, and it did, like... Th- that was, you know... You never get... You're never going to get, a uh, like, someone's parents to play Ring Fit, but you'd get someone's parents to play Wii Fit. So, like, they were they were different... They were different products for different audiences, which is fine. Yeah. Um you know, my mom wasn't going, oh, I really like Wii Fit, but I really wish it had more RPG elements. <laughs> um, RPG mechanics. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I'll go back to it anytime soon. Um, ah, fair enough. For, for me, it's like I'm working four or five days a week at my desk, eight hours a day now at home. So it's like <laughs> I need to do something because, like, it used to be enough for me to just do my retail job, you know, climbing up and down ladders and carrying the occasional, you know, few heavy boxes a few times a day. And even that was less than I was used to when I was working at the the food store and cafe where I was carrying like 25 kilo bags of rice and flour. Like that was good for my health. <laughs> and now I, I stare at Premier. Um, so yeah. Which is, which is actually detrimental to your health. <laughs> what? Staring at Premier in and of itself. Yeah, when when Premiere crashes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Although I I prefer to stare at Premiere than audition, but that you know that's that's a topic yes. of, for another day. Um, 
but yeah, I think you raise a good point. They're like, you know, maybe being fitter might help to like get into it a bit more. The people I know who have played the most ring fit uh, is, is like Ollie and his partner. And they're both quite fit. And like Ollie finished that game and he was doing it every day and he was going, he was playing like an hour at a time. I can't, I, well, I choose not to usually do that with ring fit. Um, so I think that's a, that's a good point. I always wish it was mm. like, he, he, he did it more regularly and got through more of it faster than I did. Every, like, every day. He was doing way more than I did. Um, and also, my stats were fucked. What do you mean? I put, my wrong, I put the wrong birth year in my Nintendo account when I made it years ago. Oh, yeah. And so I think I'm born in 1977. And I'm born <laughs> You're in great for a 50-year-old. Yeah, it's like comparing me to all the other like bloody 50-year-olds. I'm like, fuck, this doesn't help me at all. I can't see how well I'm doing compared to people my age. I don't... Yeah, I don't think I ever looked at that. So I, I cannot commiserate with you. But also I put it my age correctly. Yeah. I can't change my age on my Nintendo account. It won't let me. Well, I, I look forward to when you're playing Breath of the Wild 18 in 2077 and we can celebrate your 100th birthday. <laughs> I don't look forward to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so following on from last week's um switch online debacle um i've been playing a bit more ocarina of time i don't know how much further i'm going to be getting through this i thought i would maybe finish this playthrough and then you know get through an emulator but it's like i play i play it for an evening and i enjoy it and i put it down and i come back but every time i start it after having not played it for more than like six hours even Every time I start it and leave Link's house, I'm like, oh, this feels like crap. <laughs> this feels like shit. And I forget about it in two or three minutes. But it's the kind of thing where it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm compensating for it. I'm, I'm working a, against that that friction the whole time. Mm. I, 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 entry. I, yeah. I don't think I'm going to last long with this version of Ocarina of Time. It really is just pushing me to finding other stuff faster. Um, and... and uh, you know, the reason I was sort of bring this up as well is because, Jeremy, you've also been doing a bunch of, like, uh, well, you've been doing stuff with the CRT, little telly. Yeah, I got a little, I got a little CRT, which I found on the side of the road about eight months ago. Um, and I've, I've got, a, I've got a little dedicated computer for it now. Um, which means that when I come home and I'm not sober, I can put on Salty Bet, um, on the CRT through the crunchy speakers and it, and it sounds and looks great. Um, but also it means I can play, like, I've 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 loaded up RetroArch onto it so I can emulate PS One and then sixty four games and uh, SNES, GBA, NES, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, like some games from like the N sixty four era specifically, they look great on the CRT. Like they they look, I I think they look better on the CRT than they do digitally on a on an LCD screen because you know there's a there's a there's a smoothness to it that adds to it. Um, that adds to the, the. It's almost like placebo fidelity. Um, it's it's not actually getting any sharper, but you're putting a little bit of like you're you're reading into the visuals a little bit more, and things sort of just look a bit more natural, um, through it. Um, especially games that have got pre-rendered backgrounds. Um, so like old Final Fantasy games. Um, like some eras in Zelda. Um, they. They just look not clearer, but they look correct. Um, 
It's 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 very interesting. Even um, an, another one that that I, I saw a comparison of, which I haven't, I haven't tested on my CRT yet because I haven't downloaded it. But um, the the old Resident Evil games, um, they they just look really really detailed on uh, CRTs, and it's because the art was designed on CRT TVs, and so when you bring them into LCD, it just doesn't it it, it doesn't help it. Um, it shows off some of its rougher edges at times. It's interesting because you were you were showing us some screenshots from like another account and stuff like that, and looking at Resident Evil screenshots and 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 of course the screenshots were of a CRT. It's not a screenshot at all; it's a photo, um, which are hard to get properly because it kind of looks like crap. Otherwise, yeah, it, um, it's like I was trying to take photos of my CRT with games on it, and it's so difficult because the refresh rate, like it just it just makes photos like look awful. Yeah, but it was it was funny because. Um, we're looking at it, and then there was one where you showed me. I was like, oh, I don't know. I could go either way on this. Ah, oh, that's fine. And then you showed me. I think it was one of the Resident Evil ones. And I'm like, whoa, that looks way better. And but like, you know, sort of the way you're saying how it's developed for CRT displays is like it's almost like the the limited functionality of those TVs sort of added like a natural anti-aliasing where it removes those jaggies through like blurry definition <laughs> and and just the the way the technology works yeah like it reminds me of um i don't know if either of you are super familiar with the uh batman um 1960s tv show um but that was <laughs> like that was you know a, a popular show with adam west and stuff and 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 it went around all, and uh, it, it it was broadcast on on tvs around the world um <laughs> It was a television it, show. Yeah, it was a, te- it was a te- television <laughs> show, some might say. Um, the actor who played the Joker, um, Cesar Romero, he has a clause in his contract that if he was ever to play the Joker, or rather in nearly every one of his contracts, he never ever had to shave his mustache because it was part of his iconic look. He was a very suave looking man. He was very charismatic, always and always, always had a mustache. Now, the Joker doesn't have a mustache. Um, and so they just literally used to paint over it. Um, and when that show was being shown on, you know, crappy, you know, TVs that were around at that, at that time, especially in black and white, um, you never saw it. And then there, you know, as time goes on, you can bring out things in higher quality. You can remaster shows, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you own the, the Batman 1960s on Blu-ray, for example, you can see his mustache is so so incredibly clearly just painted over when he's got the Joker makeup on it. And like, they would have never considered that back then because they knew the the quality of film that they were putting together. It wouldn't have mattered. And it's not that it makes a difference, but you can see the rougher edges, you know, you can see wire work. Um, and it sort of makes like, you know, the, the potentially that is the incorrect way to watch that show. And, you know, it, there's no incorrect way to do something, but it's like, you know, it it is funny that the more some things get better, can make other things appear like you know relatively worse. Mm. Um, so it is it is funny like that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I was uh, I was looking into. I've been looking at these uh, retro tink video converters, and these are cool because you plug in your standard, like you know, red, white, yellow, or your composite inputs. Um, into this converter and then it sends it out as HDMI and does all of the interpreting. If it's like a 240 interlaced image, it'll bring it to a 720p image or something like that. And all of the different consoles do it differently. 
and I was looking at this one, I was like, oh, the 5X Pro is good and it handles all of the ones that it's... And I'm like, oh, it is 300 US dollars before shipping, though. Oh, I don't know. And then Jeremy's like, yeah, you, you also then also have to buy all of the games you want to play because yeah. this That's only the... works for, for, for everything you currently own. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a giant collection of, you know, N64 games and stuff, then like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. But how many do you have? About 10, I think. 10 or, 10 or 12. Yeah. Yeah, and like PS2 is like 25 or so, and GameCube's I think like six. Um, <laughs> Wii's like 15, and like that's it. And some of those I just don't want to play. Yeah. Uh, and there are other games I do want to play. So yeah, it's kind of... I, I, I'm not going to get this 5X Pro, but I, I, I am I think going to look at some of their cheaper models that do some of that stuff. So I can play my older consoles on a proper display nicely. And, you know, they come with some filters and stuff like that, too, if you want to sort of emulate that um, CRT filter uh, quality kind of screen. I it, Like, I, I know that people spend hours and hours and hours trying to make shaders that make it look even half yeah. decent. But, you, you know, I don't know. I might mess around with it. But, yeah, I think I'll do, like, something like that for just the projector. And then, like, yeah, it, it, I think it's time to look at, look at some emulating stuff because it's mm. like, that might just be the best way to play these games now. And like I'm not, I'm not really like. I also saw some stuff from other people recently talking about emulating the Switch because that's something that you can do. Um, yeah. And I'm not really down for that. I don't really want to emulate something that is currently being sold and manufactured and marketed and manufactured. Did I say manufactured already? Um, yeah. Because like it's one thing to emulate a game or a console that has had its time, has been superseded is now hard to find uh the the components are degrading over time anyway so even if you do get it it's not very good or you got to be careful with it like to emulate something like that i feel like is quite a bit easier in my brain <laughs> morally i guess than emulating something that's like a product that someone has made regardless of how much they're asking for it or like whether they should be asking as much as they are asking for it like it's something they've made and like it can be stealing <laughs> they'll be fine <laughs> Yeah. Nintendo will survive. Who cares? You're They're fine. You can play a better version of their games if you emulate it at times. Play the yeah. exact same game without frame drops or with better accessibility options or, you know, better ways to make it a better experience because they refuse to do certain things. I know what you mean. But then I think back to when we were all at game design school and I had friends of mine from high school and primary school who were still who were still talking to, and they were like, "Oh, I heard of this game, uh, The Witness, has just came out. I thought it'd be really up your alley. I pirated it, and it's really fun." I'm like, <sighs> like yeah, but if, if they weren't planning to buy it, then it's you know they've stolen it from nothing." Sure, but what was I supposed to think about that as someone who was trying to get into that industry and was going to be asking for people to be spending money on a product that I made so that I could continue to make the products that I wanted to make? If you were planning on buying it and then saw that it was easy to pirate, that's a different thing. Mm. If you had never had a, if you never had a time, uh, rather, if you have never had an option to buy it, or you never had any inclination to ever buy it, or you're not in a position to buy it. Yeah, and I, I yes. think that's sort of what I mean when it's like, that's the difference between something that's like a much older console and something that's currently on market. Yeah, something like the Witness, which was like what twenty dollars. That's like that's different to no, but it know. was brand new when it came out, right? Like that was someone saying, hey. I pirated this game because reviewers said it was good, so I didn't pay for it. And here's the link to the 
pirated version. Like that's that's someone playing it for free and promoting others to play it for free and experience the hundreds of thousands of hours of work that was put into that game for nothing. That dude's anti-vax now anyway. I mean, yeah, regardless of how <laughs> like how much of a douchebag Jonathan Blow is. Yeah. Like... Box me on Twitter, fucking... <laughs> God, that was so funny. What is so pretentious. I, so, I, I love... 15 minutes flat, I tweeted him and he blocked me. <laughs> I was so quick. Good job. Good so job. quick. Yeah. Oh, new, new AGDQ. Um, uh, uh, what's it Get called? Get blocked by Jonathan Blow. <laughs> yeah. Block percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. Um Jeremy, what's this what's this final topic you want to you wanted to regale us with? <laughs> okay, so this has been around a bit and it has been on my mind for I don't know, like since I don't know, two years now, three years now. It's it's not okay. How much do you two know about the metaverse? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna describe it in the <laughs> I best. I don't know way how to I answer can. that question. Yeah, so um, so this is the the reason I bring it up is partly because of Facebook's parent company rebranding to Meta, and they I don't know if either of you saw the video that they put out about no. them. Uh, it was like it truly one of the most horrific things I'd ever seen. It was like fucked up robot Mark Zuckerberg and like uh, the, as in the real person, and then like his online avatar version of it, like meeting in a room in like a three D space, is, and they're like showing off art and they all got different it's just it's just second life it's just it's just v chat right it's this <laughs> this is not like a, a new it's record not a, yeah I, yeah except they're like you know that they're, they're talking about nfts and and you know like art on the blockchain and all that shit right all of that like fucking neoliberal garbage um they so the the, the reason i want to bring it up is because we will hear a lot about this over the next five plus years because this is where a lot of the big companies are looking um epic has been talking about building their own metaverse for well over a year now um facebook have been building like this was the reason they bought oculus was so that they could build their own version of the metaverse and like like so 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 what this is (laughs) what what this is is like it is a a it is a place to live, <laughs> you know that fucked up image of everybody wearing Oculus and Mark Zuckerberg walking through the crowd smiling as everybody's wearing an Oculus in this big auditorium room. It's it's that it's everybody being in a digital in, being in a digital space that is, you know, owned by corporations and run by corporations, and it is like it it. it the concept of it is like free, right? Like, you know, the the trailers for Ready Player One free, how, you know, it's a wild west of digital space and et cetera. Except when you look at it, you realize everything there is licensed, right? And so it's not actually free. It's not actually decent, uh, decentralized. It's just created by, by companies and corporations. And they all want to make their own version of this. And... This is what Fortnite is. Um, Fortnite has changed what, like, it, it, it has changed, you know, obviously it's, it's changed, like, the, the gaming landscape in a lot of ways. But, you know, the idea of Fortnite being built as a place to hang out with your friends um, 
you know, you can go to concerts in Fortnite. You can see trailers for movies in Fortnite. You can watch movies in Fortnite as well as play games. Um, that is essentially what the metaverse is. And it's what Epic are building, um, which is why they are putting everything that they possibly can into Fortnite. Um, it is it is so much more than just a a like promotional tool for the next Marvel movie that's coming out or, you know a like a way for Ariana Grande to sell albums or whatever it is a like stay in here for as long as possible iron grip on you sort of thing and it sucks it's terrible it is like awful it is so terrible in so many ways um and companies are trying to build a space where you will literally never have to leave um you will like do work inside of the metaverse you will see your friends inside of the metaverse it, it is a it is a literal permanent real estate that they are trying to create and is right. that why more companies are getting part of why more companies are getting involved into blockchain stuff as well because you can yes you can work towards validating crypto or whatever and that can be your currency and yeah because if you know like um I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is what happens with NFTs and blockchains. None of this is what actually happens because all this is fake and it's a big fucking scam, right? Like, theoretically, <laughs> you can, you know, have a JPEG, and it be validated on the blockchain, and then it's yours. And then in the metaverse, once these rules and regulations are put in place, then no one else would actually be able to put it into their own metaverse space, right? You would have literally a digital ownership of something in a digital space. Except it's all fake, so it doesn't matter anyway. You can make a copy of it and then just throw it in your own thing. Except you wouldn't be able to validate on the blockchain because theoretically they would have a way of checking is this already up there. Um, and all of this is just to make money, right? All of this is literally just to have people come in, spend money, and live in this space so they can keep giving you ads and keep giving you more and more money and essentially control what you see and create, you know, this cultural hegemony they've been trying to create for such a long time, um, you know, with feeding particular people certain ads to their interests and only showing people things that they like or dislike. You know, Facebook have been doing that for such a long time, Google as well. Um, and because of the nature of what this space is, video game companies are going to get really heavily involved in it because it's a skill that game developers already have. Creating spaces, creating 3D assets, creating, you know, partnership agreements, creating monetization. feedback loops. Yeah, like creating, uh, creating recursive financial, like, um, like inputs into their company. Um, like this stuff is terrible. Like this, this whole idea of it is awful. Um, it is, it is proper, like, you know, science fiction shit. Um, I don't know if they'll ever actually get there. Because these companies love to throw money at things until they fail, so like there's a really good chance that every single one of them is every single one of them is going going to like properly crumble, and people are going to pull out investment and then go, hey, this like you promised us the future of, you know, the future of this hellscape, and all you delivered us is this mediocre future of a hellscape. <laughs> you know what's going on? Um, but yeah, it's a it's a thing that's be, it's been going around for such a long time now, and Facebook is now really doubling down on it which is awful. But like Epic have been talking about this for such a long time. Um, there was an article uh, on uh, the Washington Post um, written by Gene Park uh, that he wrote 
in when was it April of last year, uh, Silicon Valley is racing to build the next version of the internet. Fortnite might get there first. Um, which which goes through this and it, and it's a good read. Um, Gene Park has been doing really good work on covering the metaverse because most people don't but like no one really knows how to yeah it's like it's it's a it's a stupid wild fucking concept and the trillions of dollars that is going into this is going to dramatically ruin the games industry as we know it over the next 10 years um ubisoft are getting heavily into nfts by putting a bunch of venture capital into a company that seems to only put out scam games um (laughs) Which is hilarious. Like you should. There was a, there's a Twitter thread up somewhere um, that uh, I think his name's Ryan Brown um, d- tweeted about. Um, it's like just this company that is just completely nothing. It is such an empty fucking uh, company that has no idea what to do with the money that they've just been given. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Ryan Ryan Brown retweeted the article about Ubisoft and uh, someone on Twitter by the name of Mooman Mo- Eby uh, just detailed it saying, so this article very casually mentions that Ubisoft is investing in a company called Amanoka Brands. And I was like, okay, who's that? Some fun facts about this company. They have gotten over $200 million in funding from Ubisoft and other companies. Their game portfolio consists of a few, a few mediocre free-to-play mobile games, two mixed-review Steam games, and six different types of cryptocurrencies. Whoa. As far as I can tell, their business model is to print absolutely colossal amounts of NFT coins with the promise of an upcoming game or useful tie-in of some kind and then very slowly scale the entire thing down of, out of existence, hoping people will be dist- distracted by newer products. Uh, out of the casual games associated with the crypto coins, of, of which I could find three, the majority of them seem to have a billion NFTs worth nothing and then a small set of stuff listed for very high prices by employees of the company who make the games. The leaderboards of these games suggest the players have a population on the most popular NFT hovers around... A total audience of about 500 to 1,000 players per week, which is tiny. Mm. So that basically this company seems to be very good at making a shitload of cryptocurrency that absolutely no one cares about at all and no one, pays their, and no one plays their games and this has gotten $200 million plus in venture capital funding. And a bonus fact, most of Twitter accounts for these games have something like 50,000 followers each or more, but their posts receive one to zero interactions on average. All <sighs> interactions, retweets, favorites, etc. Which is to say they're all paid bot followers. Um this whole thing is like the end of the fucking world, man. <laughs> like <laughs> this whole thing is like probably going to like kill countries with the amount of like e-waste and pollution that they generate. Um, and it's just to keep serving you ads and make money and like control cultural norm. Um, shit's fucked. It's, it's like, it's so bad. And like billionaires like Tim Sweeney and stuff are tweeting about, the fucking metaverse as if it's like this amazing thing while also complaining about the billionaires tax that like the like the Biden administration is also not going to put through anyway it's like it's just it shit's dire it's real bad mm. um we will see this a lot PlayStation Home will come back in the form of a metaverse um every company is going to get into this and it's going to be fucking terrible we're going to start long, going to conventions into the metaverse. How long do you expect it will be until we're hearing about it, like primarily, or hearing about it at E3, or, or? Uh, I don't know. Epic will be the first ones to do it. Um, so whenever Epic or Oculus have their own, like, 
panel at E3 is when we'll start to see it. Um, I don't know. I could see a Gearbox getting into this. I could see uh, a... <laughs> I'm never watching another Gearbox presentation for the rest of my life. I could see a um, THQ Nordic getting into this. You know, it'll be it'll start off with those. I mean, look, hey, look, Ubisoft are getting into NFTs. We'll see those if I can, uh, at E3. Mm. Yeah, well, that does sound horrendous. You're right. <laughs> it's what a depressing it's way very, to um... finish this. Mm. Yeah. It's a weird end to a weird podcast. It's I, I, like... I have a more depressing end if you would like it. Um, it's not, it doesn't sound particularly appealing, but what do you want? McDonald's you tweeted about the McRib NFT. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Mm. Yep, that that truly sucks. Well, I, the only thing I can think of is the is the good news I heard about NFTs this week, which was the Game Developers uh, Association of Australia or whatever it is, the GDAU, um, came out and said we are no longer going to be endorsing or allowing promotion of any games that uh, use the blockchain or cryptocurrency or NFTs. Uh, because of the the amount of uh, emissions and waste and and that was like oh that's good that's a that's a nice hardline stance I appreciate that I can ha- I'll happily see more of those types of stories on my feed thank you very much it, it is worth mentioning that GDAU is is just a Discord server is it yes this is not this is this, oh, this is isn't, not, this I, isn't the IGDA no I was I was getting confused oh no that that was a that was a very large um, blockchain company um, that was being promoted at at GCAP this year. Um, yeah, really? no, uh, yeah, IGEA is is happily is happily endorsing uh, blockchain companies. Yeah, no, G- GDAU is a Discord server which which has got some great folks in it, and I appreciate their stance on it. Um, but they they are just a Discord server. Well, now I feel misinformed and misled. I don't know who you were misled by. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know myself. I guess after I was misinformed. <laughs> Uh, well, still, it was nice to see a hardline stance against that. Regardless, even if it is, wasn't quite as big as I was, as I uh, as I remembered it being. Uh, I, well, I guess that's the end of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> watch out! Watch out for the metaverse is coming to get you. You're already in it. <laughs> yeah, it's like Death Stranding. You're already playing the game. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um. This has been a weird one, so I appreciate it if you made it this far. Uh, if you want to listen to other episodes of the podcast, maybe some that are less weird, you can go to minimap.com.au, uh, find all other episodes of this podcast, um, also your podcast service of choice. You can also find, uh, if you enjoyed our, um, our Fuck, Marry, Kill section, then you can go to uh, The Pecking Order, where we do something not quite as... It's a bit less of an intense of a premise, <laughs> I would say, but it, it's a similar... It's a similar debate. I think it's a it's a good time either way. Uh, if you're looking for more of that kind of content, um, yes, you can find it on the pecking order. Uh, if you wanted to support us monetarily, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/MiniMapAU to throw us a few dollars if you feel like it. Uh, also, check us out on Twitter. You can find the Minimap account there every time there's a new episode that goes live. Um, we might be releasing um, the little little outtakes from the break there, or they might be at the end of this episode. I haven't decided yet. Um, so have a look for that, uh, on Twitter, that's at minimapau. We're also all there individually. Uh, I'm there at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy, how, where are you on Twitter? Uh, at Obi-Wan Jez. June, where are you on Twitter? June is J-U-N underscore E-double-S. 
And uh, that's about it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time, hopefully, where we do not talk about the metaverse. Uh, <laughs> see you then. But yeah, so like I knew, like Mum had those, has had those DVDs for ages, and then like was watching them more recently. I'm like, oh, you're watching this one. I haven't seen you watch this in ages. And then I'm walking in there, and and I see very young Tom, young young Tom Hardy, <laughs> young Tom Hardy. <laughs> and he's... I was watching a movie with Mum, and yo- <laughs> <laughs> who was on the telly? Wouldn't you believe it was young Tom Hardy? <laughs> young Tom Hardy. It was young Tom Hardy, right? And they're like, oh, that's Tom Hardy. And Mum's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's in Batman. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what were you watching there on the telly? <laughs> I was Gideon's daughter, wouldn't you believe? <laughs> How are you doing that? <laughs> he's got young Tom Hardy and that bloke from Billions. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Giamatti. No, not Paul Giamatti. Oh, you're going to kill him. Oh, Dear man, Lewis. Really good. How much Doc Martin have you watched? Holy shit. <laughs> it's what? just a shame this is in the break. I don't know how to get this into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Ha 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 